The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above Rise all. up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate world. the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers who are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Friday morning. Man, this week has just blown by. I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. Our family will be celebrating that today. Um, Our daughter and her husband are driving down from New Jersey, and their movers showed up late because they're moving to, of all places, they go from one area to the other, Miami. (laughs) Miami's great for visiting for like, you know, a weekend or something. Living there, no way. No way. Just that is not for this boy. That is not for me. Anyway, that's that's what they're going to be doing. And we're going to be eat, we're going to be having our Thanksgiving today. Uh, the Lord has provided for us you know, constantly. Um, we're unworthy of his grace and his many blessings. And yet he bestows them upon us because he is a good God. And even when he doesn't 
bless us with the bounty that we have, He is still a good God uh, to provide for us. So I hope that you took time yesterday, not only to eat and have time with family, but to be thankful to your Creator that He's given you family, that He's given you food, that He's given you a home, that He's given you clothes on your back, the ability to work, uh, everything that you are, uh, you know, in your sphere of influence, God has given you that your talents and all, and I hope you were giving thanks to him for those things yesterday. And and that you do it always. We're to be thankful, the Bible tells us to do always. We're to rejoice in the Lord. And so I hope you took time to do that yesterday. I hope you also had time to catch the interview. I'll talk about that in just a moment. Uh, but if you'd like to check us out online, sonsoflibertyradio.com and sonsoflibertymedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio, head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com. And if, if by chance during... The talk here, you hear a ringing, that will be our guest, (laughs) because he's not answering this morning. I've left him a message, so if you hear that real loud ringing, there's really not much I can do about it, Um, that will be, yeah, that'll that'll be him, all right? Um, Go over to sonsoflibertymedia.com, scroll down right side of the page, you'll see we're streaming, second video down, just catch that, click on it, blow it up. Uh, as big as you can on your device, and uh, click on the platform icon, join us in the chat here. And lots of friends in there this morning, and it's great to see all of you as usual. And looks like maybe one or two that knew that I don't recognize the name, but it's great to have you guys in there as well. We're broadcasting on sonsoflibertymedia.com, on our Facebook channel, beforeitsnews.com, top of the page, Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Um, we're also on dlive.tv at the Sons of Liberty and Twitch at Setting Brush Fires, and also on the if you got a Roku device, we're on Cutting Edge TV there, and we appreciate them carrying us as well. Right above where we're streaming live is Bradley's show from yesterday. Be sure to well, he no, it's not yesterday. What day are we in? It was Wednesday. <laughs> he didn't do a show. He did a re, he did a replay on the radio, but he didn't do anything on video. So you can still catch the piece from Wednesday, and then he should be live today, unless something difference going on uh, right here in this spot on sonsoflibertymedia.com. Don't forget to sign up for a newsletter right above that. If you would like to donate and help us do what we do, there's a donate payment uh, button or donation button right at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. Click on that if you want to become a partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty. That is also available. Be sure to click on that. And then our store is available, and I didn't open this up, so I'm going to see if we can do this sort of on the fly. This is uh, the special we're running this week, and this is through Saturday at midnight. And again, sometimes Squarespace has a little bit of problem bringing up the picture. I don't know why that is. But uh, Cowards Will Not Preserve the Republic t-shirt, 10 different colors, about six or seven different sizes from small to triple extra large. And these are normally $20. Now, I think when you get into the double X and higher, they're like $5 extra. Okay, Um, And if you want to save 10% this week, now through... Tomorrow night, Saturday night at midnight, you can save 10% by using the promo code STAND, S-T-A-N-D. And that ends tomorrow night. So if you've been wanting to get one of these shirts, these are one of our more popular shirts. Um, You can do that now through tomorrow night, Saturday night at midnight. Use the promo code STAND and you'll get all the goodies. You'll get the discount there. Now, I'm just going to let you know, we had a Dylan Dylan Howard uh, set up. We've had him on the show a couple of times. To talk about the Jeffrey Epstein, um, you know, the murder there. I don't. I, I think he was suicided. I know a lot of people say, "Well, he's really alive, and he's probably sipping his, you know, margaritas with his senoritas, young underage senoritas, um, out on some beach in Israel." I don't know. I, I don't. I really don't know. 
Uh, knowing what that guy is and knowing how ruthless the people are who would want to silence him, uh, my guess is he's really dead somewhere. <laughs> I mean, that's just my thought. Uh, but in any case, uh, we're going to have Dylan come on and talk about what's going on with Ghislaine Maxwell. Uh, you guys had seen, or maybe you haven't, just to kind of update you, um, last year, and this was just, I think this was just after we had Dylan on the show to talk about what was going on in in the case involving uh, Ghislaine. There is a, a document that was submitted, and several plaintiffs in the case, and then it was versus all kinds of people here. And this is this is the case file that I'm showing the people who are watching on the video platforms. You guys on Red State Talk Radio, I'm just going to give you a couple of the names here. Uh, Harvey Weinstein, okay? Um, some names maybe that you might might know. The Weinstein Corporation, of course, that's this company turning out films. Miramax, the Walt Disney Company, Def Jam Records, uh, Universal Music Group, Beyonce Knowles, Kanye West, Terrence Thornton, um, I'm just trying to, Dwayne Carter, and you see some of the names here that are listed as defendants in this case, and um, it's really interesting, uh, Ghislaine is listed here as well, yep, somebody is saying that it's fake, I'm not so sure, um, but if somebody's done it, they've done a really good job, and I apologize if it isn't, as far as I could tell, it was a legitimate case, but um, in any case, in any case, she she is one who would have the goods just as much as Jeffrey Epstein. Um, and it was interesting when we had Dylan on how he was talking about, you know, all the different people that were involved with Epstein. And of course, at that time, you know, we, we knew that, uh, you know, I guess the latest president at that time, Trump, uh, he was in his black book. Now, just being in there may be a contact. That's true. Uh, and it may be something more. I don't know. But they were friends for decades, uh, had done business. We know Clinton was on his fly list. We know that uh, Bill Gates was on his fly list. We know other people were listed on his fly list. And there's just a lot of a lot of different things that are going on. So thank you for, for guys for, for uh, pointing that out about, about the list there. But in any case, Dylan... Uh, I checked with him last night. He was supposed to be with us this morning. I've called a couple of times. He is in Australia. Um, don't know if they nabbed him down there for something. I, you know, I don't know. Uh, but he was free as a bird last night, so uh, he was able to contact me. So for whatever reason, he's not connecting, and I've left him a message. So I do apologize. Uh, it's not my intent to gen something up with a title and then not deliver, but nothing I can do when I can't contact so uh, maybe he'll call during the hour and we'll be able to bring him on. So I got a couple other things that I want to bring to your attention. So let's let's go with that. Yesterday, if you missed it, and I know a lot of you, you know, your focus is more on family and things at, at the time of Thanksgiving, and that's great. Uh, Sons of Liberty is not the priority um, at that time. I get that. But I hope you did get to hear the interview I did with four of the survivors of the USS Liberty. And they were recounting the very day, June the 8th, 1967, when their ship, the USS Liberty, was attacked by Israeli forces. And it was clearly set up for a false flag attack. They were attacked, they were surveilled at first. Then 
they came in and were attacked. One of the men, uh, Mickey LeMay, said that he did see one of the jets. It was blacked out. He thought it was an Egyptian jet. Remember, the Six-Day War was going on at the time. And um, I think it was 34 men lost their lives. 174 were injured. Some of them were near death at the time. And they basically left this ship out to be sunk to the bottom of the ocean. In fact, when planes were sent from aircraft carriers, I forget the two aircraft carriers that they, that they had. One of them was the USS Saratoga, and they had sent um, aircraft in the area to aid them, and they were called back by Washington. This is under LBJ, Lyndon Baines Johnson. I think, In my opinion, and the opinion of the guys who were with me yesterday, who was a mass-murdering criminal, probably had something to do with the assassination of JFK, set things in motion to send tens of thousands of our boys over into Vietnam, many of them never to return, not live. And he's getting his reward now. Yeah, for the evil things that he did. He's getting his reward. But if you didn't get a chance to hear this interview, we went over a little bit, by about 10 minutes or so. But these guys, I mean, just salt-of-the-earth kind of guys. Um, genuinely... Humble men, you can tell it in the way they speak. Uh, those desiring that thing, the wrongs be made right. And so I would encourage you, uh, if you haven't had a chance to hear that interview, take a listen to it. If you don't know what the USS Liberty is, um, it's kind of like you living and not knowing what 9-11 was or what the JFK assassination was. This is that important. It is not something that's trivial it is not something that doesn't have an impact on your life because I can guarantee you this, if you lost somebody in the Vietnam era, this is important to that. This is part of that. It's part of that whole time frame uh, in our history where there were just some, some terrible things going on. There was a tremendous transition in our, in our country at that time. And so I would encourage you to take a listen to that. And I think you'll find it very uh, informative, historical, um, and, and you know there were people in the chat yesterday saying, "Man, I, I've never even heard of this." It was kind of like listening to the gentleman we had uh, about Larry McDonald, and this guy that I had on is just across—he's just across the way here in uh, Fort Mill, South Carolina. He's not across the line; he's just at the line, but just a you know a few miles down the road from me. When he talked about Larry McDonald and his family members being on board that plane. Uh, that was allegedly shot down over Russian territory, but uh, all indications are that that plane landed safely and they took everybody prisoners. And that's because Larry McDonald, who was a Democrat, <laughs> who's who was far more conservative than any of the conservatives you see today, uh, was probably looking at a White House run, and uh, they couldn't have that. This guy was calling he was calling out the communism, he was calling out the Marxists, he was calling out what was going on in the country, and uh, they, they had to silence him. They, they just couldn't let that guy in there. Um, so he w And he was one who was the real deal. And if you guys didn't see that story, maybe I'll take and put that up and link it in uh, the interview we did with the gentleman just over here in Fort Mill. Okay, so here's what I want to do. Because as soon as I couldn't get a hold of Dylan, I said, oh, I'm going to have to come up with something else here. So here's what I want to do. I want to take you over... And I wrote this out yesterday, just a few comments. 
um, to let you understand some of the things that those who are willing to stand up and say what needs to be said, the attacks you're going to face. You know, the Bible tells us that it's through tribulations and persecutions we enter into the kingdom of God, right? And we know that if Jesus looked at his disciples and he says, you know if they're doing this to the master, what are they going to do to you? Whatever they're doing to me, they're going to do it to you. So if you're going to affiliate yourself with Jesus Christ, the real Jesus Christ, and you're going to hold to his message, then you don't expect a lot of friends. And so when you get good friends, you want to hold on to those friends. You really do. I used to tell my kids as they were growing up, I said, if you want to follow the Lord Jesus, you can expect a life where you're probably not going to have a lot of genuine friends. You're going to have acquaintances. You're going to have people come around. They like you for this. They like you for that. But genuine friends, if you're going to stand in the principles that Jesus has put forward, if you're going to hold to his doctrine, there's going to be a lot of people who hate you. And you can't explain why they hate you except that you're a believer. I mean, you really can't explain it. Because it's not like you're going out and attacking them or something. But what you do is when you call out sin and you say it needs to be repented of, people are going to say, no, 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 that is mine. I can do that. I have liberty. They will make all kinds of excuses and we know because we've done it ourselves as believers, okay? We've done it as believers. And um, so with that said, Bradley and Sheriff Richard Mack, who we've also had on the show, were invited to a meeting here, a, a talk. I'm going to show you the, the flyer here. And interesting and interestingly enough, <laughs> this is sponsored by the Grand Gateway Hotel, Outback Steakhouse, several other places. I can't even hardly read. Launch Collective. Um, I can't even read the other ones. They're they're kind of small down here, but you can see it's put on here. This is going to be on December the first from five thirty to nine p.m. The Grand Gateway Hotel. 1721 North La Crosse Street, Rapid City, South Dakota. Um, it's $59 to attend. You can use the code MAC. In fact, if you go to sonslibertymedia.com and you click on the name, the title of this article, which is Any American Attacks Constitutional Sheriff and Preacher is Unconstitutional, Promoting Insurrection and White Supremacism. Yeah, you you know the Sons of Liberty promote white supremacism. Didn't didn't you didn't you guys know that? I'm sure that comes to a sh- that comes as a shock for you people who have tuned in the Sons of Liberty to hear us say, "Nope, our Creator has created us what? All out of one blood, red and yellow, black and white, precious in His sight. They come from the same parents, Adam and Eve, right? That's where we come from." Uh, anyway, Sheriff Mack and Bradley Dean, along with um, several other people will be uh, speaking there at that event. And, I, you know, when Bradley gets up to speak, you know, they're on, they only have this thing for like three and a half hours. I don't know how they're going to handle him because that's normally how he speaks, you know, three hours or so. So I, maybe he's going to give them like 10 minutes each. I don't know <laughs> what's going on there. In any case, there's a guy or a girl, I don't really know, Corey Allen Heidelberger, at the Dakota Free Press, and they had 
a piece up, and we'll just bring it up here. It's it's a little known outlet, um, but they thought it big enough to just go after both Sheriff Richard Mack and Bradley Dean. So I want you to kind of, let, let me kind of walk you through a little bit of this, and I'm going to show you some video too. Some of you have not seen um, Bradley's prayer at the Minnesota State House. If you have not seen that, you're going to hear it today and you're going to see it. But anyway, this person, this Heidelberger over at the Dakota Free Press, wrote, former Graham County, Arizona Sheriff Richard Mack founded the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association and travels the country to peddle the unconstitutional and dangerous notions that local sheriffs can supersede the authority of Congress, the President, the Supreme Court, and even their own state governments. Um, now, let's, let's just think about that for a second. I don't know that Sheriff Mack promotes that he can, that sheriffs can supersede the authority of Congress. Now, let me tell you what I mean by that. Congress has been given certain authority. And where they exercise their authority, and so has the president, so has the Supreme Court, the state governments have their authority. As long as they're not usurping that authority and doing something outside of that authority, then no, a sheriff should not be usurping. They should not be superseding constitutional authority. Okay? But what Richard Mack is talking about is when these governments, whether they're a president or a part of governments, whether they're a president, a Congress, a Supreme Court, or a state government, act outside their scope of authority... Yes, it is the duty of the lesser magistrate. This is what we've had um, Pastor Matt Trujillo on, who's written a book on this. This is what the lesser magistrate is to do. And since the sheriff is an elected office, he is the highest law enforcer in the county. Yep, your constitution doesn't say anything about a sheriff. I get it. I don't even know that your state constitution say anything about a sheriff. But the people have elected a sheriff in their county. And yes, they are the top law enforcement dog, if you will. Okay. Here's what he says, or she. I'm just going to refer to them as uh, DFP, Dakota Free Press. Okay, that's what I'm going to refer to them. Mag disguises this insurrectionist sentiment as training for the cops. He's trying to indoctrinate and recruit into his unconstitutional movement. Now, these, this DFP doesn't list why this is unconstitutional. They just call it unconstitutional. Now, if I say it's unconstitutional, I'll point back to the Constitution and what's being violated. Article 1 of the Bill of Rights, Article 2 of Bill, Bill of Rights, Article 1 of the Constitution, 2 of the Constitution, whatever the case may be. Okay. And then he points to um, a new ADL report on Richard Mack. He doesn't point to... He doesn't point to Richard Mack. I mean, and, and this is the Anti-Defamation League. How trustworthy are they? They're, they're about as trustworthy as the SPLC. And here's what, here's what they say about Richard Mack. The central tenet of CSPOA borrowed from the anti-government extremist sovereign citizen movement. Now, wait a minute. Because somebody might have the same idea about something doesn't mean they. this is that. You get that? For instance... You can go to the West West Baptist. Uh, what is it? Westboro Baptist. Is that what those guys are? You can go to those guys, and they might hold to 
doctrines of predestination and election. They would say that, you know, God does condemn sodomy. And that the penalty for that is death. And I would agree with that. But I would completely disagree with what how they teach their people and the lack of love, the actual lack of love, demonstrated when they go to protest people who are engaged in sodomy or lesbianism, especially soldiers who've died. And look, I'm against the unconstitutional wars and all that stuff too. But I think there is an issue to where they're not demonstrating love in the least bit. They're not going to, one, comfort the people in their mourning and preach the gospel. They go in there in a condemning fashion without the gospel being given there. And that, that to me, is part of the problem with what goes on there. In any case, the, the writer at DFP goes on to say, if you have to ask what's wrong with local cops arrogating judicial power, you need to go back to civics class. Oh, really? Really? What is judicial power? Stop and think about that just a moment. What is judicial power? Judiciary. Judicial. That's something for courts to do. Okay? The only other people in government who have any form of judicial power is one, the president, and two, your governor. And you say, well, why do you say that? Well, there's a number of reasons, um, but the problem is, is that these guys have been given a certain limited judicial power. And why is that? Well, they've been given it so they can rectify judicial errors they can grant pardons and reprieves from punishment. Okay? As far as I know, nobody in government has that authority apart from, you know, a court. They have judicial power. Police are first responders. Now, I want everybody to understand what that is. The police have been ruled by the Supreme Court. They're not obligated to protect you in any manner. Now, morally, they would be obligated to you. Morally. Okay. Um, but they're not obligated to protect you. They're a responder. What are they responding to? They're responding to a crime that's been committed. And they're supposed to respond. This is how they're supposed to function. They're supposed to respond, take a report, begin an investigation, turn over their information that they have obtained in an investigation to a prosecutor so that the prosecutor might prosecute the criminal or the person who's been charged. That's what they're supposed to do. They're not supposed to be out on the road looking for how fast you're going, uh, seeing if you had your turn signal on. Those things aren't crimes. Okay? They're not. I know some people think they are, but they're not. It's not a moral issue of whether you do 36 and a 35. It's it's really not. It's not a moral issue if you have your seatbelt on or not, even though I recommend you do it. It's not a moral issue if you don't have your child in a car seat. It's not. It's not a moral issue. I would recommend you have one in there, but in our state, man, they want a kid up to like 85 pounds. 85 pounds. I told my wife, I said, pretty soon they'll want us to put our, our car seat in. <laughs> you know, if you're an adult that's 160, 170 pounds, then you're going you're gonna to have to you know, buckle up in your car seat. All right? So 
he's wrong about this, or she's wrong about this. DFP is wrong about this. That uh, you don't need. You, it sounds to me like they need the civics lesson, right? And they cite something else. They they don't cite. They they really don't end up citing Sheriff Mack. They they don't give a quote from him at all in this. It's, you know, DFP says more than a hundred sheriffs have shown up at the annual conventions his group has organized. Well, okay, yeah, including many in 2014, where Finch received the group's top honor. Constitutional Sheriff of the Year. With 40 other sheriffs, Finch signed a resolution there declaring they would not tolerate any federal agent who attempted to register firearms, arrest someone, or seize property in their counties without their consent. Amen. And that's their job. Their job is to interpose themselves between the people that they serve, who elected them, and federal or state agents who are going to act outside the law. Firearm registration is not part of the law. Sorry, it isn't. It really isn't. And then you'll notice DFP goes on to here, but they don't really cite Sheriff Mack. They just make an accusation, throw these things out, and uh, that's it. Mack's movement has its roots in white supremacist activism and domestic terrorism. (laughs) Listen to the the lack of logic here. In the 1970s, a minister in the white supremacist Christian identity movement, William Potter Gale, wrote a series of articles that would come to be known as the Handbook of the Posse Comitatus Movement. Gale described sheriffs as the only legal law enforcement officers in the country and urged that's really not true. Militias, according to our Constitution, Article 1, Section 8, Clause 15, are the actual law enforcers under the the guide of the president. In our Constitution, he's supposed to call them up. What? To enforce the laws, repel invasions, put down insurrections. That is the job of of the militia. Who is the militia? It isn't the National Guard. I know they've claimed that, but our founding fathers never thought of a federal militia, a federalized militia. They believed that the people were that. The people were to be the enforcers of the law. Just like when you see, when you go back into the book of Judges, it's the people who are to be the ones who are to enforce the law. And everybody knows what the law is. You say, well, I don't know all the intricacies of all these laws. Yeah, that's, it's because most of that stuff, that the intricacies isn't law, to tell you the truth. Um, so in any case, it uh, comes down here and he talks about contemporary sovereign citizens who generally reject federal authorities are inspired partly by Gill's rhetoric. Okay, well, so there was a, so there was a guy who might have been a... I mean, I don't even know William Potter Gale. Maybe he was. I don't know. But to take this guy because he has the idea that there are sheriffs as illegal law enforcement officers in their county... Um, who can call up a posse, and we've talked about that before, or a militia, to impose the law? Well, (laughs) I hold that. Am I a white supremacist? Not on your life. So what this person does at DFP is they throw out accusations with zero, and I mean zero evidence. You're talking about they have just opened themselves. This is not an opinion. These people have stated things. <laughs> Boy, I mean, and now listen to this. Then they go on to attack Bradley. Bradley Dean is another bigoted crank who, while playing chaplain one day in 2011 at the Minnesota House of Representatives, violated the chamber's decorum. No, he didn't. 
No, he didn't. I'm going to show you exactly what he did. By boosting the lie that President Barack Obama is not a Christian. I'm going to tell you, uh, the fruit of Barack Obama is that he's not a Christian. Okay? And I think Bradley would say that too. But that's not what Bradley said in his prayer. And I'm going to play that in just a moment just so you see. In fact, this is the one that we advertise the DVD um, at sonsoflibertymedia.com. When you go to our store, the DVD about the prayer that rocked the Capitol. And about 2,000 media outlets within minutes of him giving this prayer lost their minds. I mean, they went completely outside of themselves saying things that were never even said in the prayer. Okay? All right. So this is what he's saying. He says, the breach prompted Republican Speaker of the House, Kurt Zellers, this guy is such a milk-toast, wimpy, panty-waist, carpet head of a man. I mean, this. I'm going to play him, too, in just a minute. To move to strike Dean's name from the House Journal and vow never to let Dean or liars like him onto the House floor. So he, he quotes a thing here. He quotes a little bit from Zellers, and there's another guy who is in there just as wimpy as Zellers. And I, so I'm going to show you what these men had to say. Let me go over here. This is Bradley's prayer. This is only a couple of minutes. He gives a little brief introduction of speaking, and then he offers up his prayer. And I'll let you judge for yourself. Um, is this really a violation of house decorum? Check this out. And got to get my volume up here. When I arrived at the Capitol, to, uh, the Capitol today, I noticed all the writings upon the inside of the walls. In the Supreme Court chambers, you have Moses awaiting the Ten Commandments, God's divine law. You have George Washington quotes, Thomas Jefferson quotes, speaking of unalienable rights given unto us by our Creator. And when I looked at that, I thought, what an awesome building. And those in this chamber are very privileged to be here, and I'm honored to be here as well. And if I can give a small preface to my prayer so my prayer has meaning, I remember when I was a young man, I had a friend who founded a company in Fridley, Minnesota. This man built this company from the ground up as he blueprinted everything in great detail. He put his sweat, tears, everything into it to establish the company. Nobody understood what sacrifice he put into his company except them that helped him along. The company grew in such a proportion that he could now sell the company, and he did. On the sale of his company, the buyers agreed to keep him on to run the company for them, and in the process, the company sold, and when it was sold, the buyers went against the contract and fired the founder. How foolish could they be? They thought once they had control of the company, they could run it their own way and still prosper, and they failed miserably, excuse me. And it sounds much like America today. America has the longest standing constitution in the history of the world, And might I remind all of us here, we have one constitution, so let us come together and unite ourselves under its directives. Because we all know the problems didn't come into our country in 1776. They came when we wandered from the founder of the company and tried running it our own way. So let us pray. Father God, I just thank you, Father, for what you have bestowed upon us. And through the sacrifice of our brothers and our sisters, Father God, to ratify the constitution, of the United States, Father God, the fight, the bloodshed, and the sacrifice from World War I to World War II to Korea, Father, to Korea and Iwo Jima and Vietnam 
and Father God, Iraq and Afghanistan. And I think about their sacrifice when I go, Father God, to Arlington Cemetery. And I think that's the reason that I fight. That's the reason that I stand. That's the reason I encourage my brothers to do the same thing. They died so we could have the freedoms that we have today. And they ratified that Constitution and sacrificed their all for it. And I end with this. I know this is a non-denominational prayer in this chamber. It's not about the Baptists. It's not about the Catholics alone or the Lutherans or the Wesleyans or the Presbyterians, Evangelicals, or any other denomination, but rather the head of the denomination, and his name is Jesus, as every president up until 2008 has acknowledged, and we pray it in Jesus' name. Members, our guest chaplain for today is Reverend Bradley Dean. Amen. Amen. Well, that is, that, is, that is the case. Okay, so you heard his prayer. The only thing that was made, uh, even alluding to Barack Obama was right there at the end where he says he's been acknowledged as the head since for every president up until 2008. And if you remember, Barack Obama was the guy who said we were never a Christian country. And all of the facts stand right in his face, especially state laws, which actually cited um, Scripture itself for why they had the law and for what the punishment was. And I've showed you some of that uh, in the past. Now, immediately following this, I'm going to give you a few more videos here. You've got this guy, Zeller. So I'm going to play him first, and then I'm going to, I'm going to uh, play the other guy. Okay, Listen, listen to this cowardice that comes out of these men's mouth. Listen to what they have to say. Members, earlier today, there's a prayer given by a man who I personally denounce. It's because you're a coward. And the dignity of this body is my responsibility. I did not live up to that responsibility today. For that, I apologize to each and every one of you. And with this, it's clear he doesn't live up to his responsibility this any day. This is the day. people's house. Yep, it is. Under the Lord. Each member who comes before this body deserves the respect, the dignity of all of us. And who dis- did anybody disrespect anybody? Moral. No, you're Thank disrespecting you your the guy you brought in. Your sentiments. And I agree. Members, I can only ask for your forgiveness, but you will have my commitment that type of person will never, ever be allowed on this House floor again as long as I have the honor of serving as your Speaker. You have my commitment. You have my sincere apology. I thank you for the point of personal privilege, Mr. Speaker. What a chump. Oh, I mean, what a chump. Talk about a guy with no conviction. A, a, a person like that will never come in as long as I have the honor of serving as your speaker. I'll bet this guy, I'll bet he's leading the charge, saying how conservative and constitutional he is. I don't even know the guy. This Zeller's guy. I, I don't even know if he's still. I don't even know if he's still in office. 
I'll bet he's leading the charge about I bet he tells people that he's a Christian. But he has a problem praying in Jesus' name. I'll bet, I'll bet he does. I'll bet he does. Just like this guy, I'm going to play for you in this one. This guy is even more effeminate. Listen to what he had to say about it. Mr. Speaker, I'm trying to take time to be deliberate and yet to express a deep level of concern of what occurred concern. in this chamber this morning. I have concern that a guy prayed in Jesus' name. Mr. Speaker, I will start by acknowledging that you did restart and you did invite the House chaplain to speak. Who was such a panty waste. And, and I'm going to play his prayer in a minute, too. But listen to this rughead. There's legitimate cause for deep concern among the members, among the staff, and among the people of Minnesota. I'll bet his wife wears the pants Mr. in the house. Mr. Speaker, I've always thought of the House prayer as an opportunity for us to contemplate together, to come together before the heat and battle of what can sometimes be partisan politics. It was an expectation, it was a hope that I felt was fulfilled every day I came into this chamber until today. Oh, they made me feel good in my sin. Within the last hour, this hope has been crushed. Oh, you poor little snowflake. By a single person's words. Their words hurt Mr. Me. Speaker, I do trust and I do hope that every member of this chamber understands the gravity, the severity of the offense that has been given to many people within this chamber and out. It has been my understanding that part of the justification, part of the explanation for starting our sessions with a prayer Listen to the hypocrisy. was that those prayers would never exclude, never marginalize a Minnesotan on the basis of their faith, on the basis of their belief, on the basis of who they are. And those expectations have been crushed today. I know that others will join me now or in the near future to express their deep concerns, reservations, comments, and suggestions about how we repair the fabric that has been torn <laughs> the, today. Oh, there's such a fabric that's been torn. We've got to repair it. Mr. My Speaker, fragile little psyche. I have a hope that the members of this chamber will join me that we will be able to unite in a commitment and an understanding that all Minnesotans, regardless of their faith, regardless of their beliefs, regardless of their lifestyle, are indeed Minnesotans and deserve this chamber's respect. So why don't you respect their rights there, Rughead? Mr. Speaker, I could yell. Help! Mr. I'm Speaker, so mad! I could bang the table in anger right now. Oh, I'm so mad! <laughs> can you give us some tears, too? Some of you who are standing near me can see I'm shaking right now because I'm mad. Uh, you're a punk is what you are. I thank you for restarting. 
I thank you for listening. I thank you all as we move forward and renew a commitment that this cannot happen again. This can, and slams down the microphone. Cannot happen again. Please help me. I, I feel like I'm melting. Thank you for restarting. Now let me show you what they, what they restarted with. If you thought these guys were wimpy, wilty, wishy-washy, syrupy kind of guys, okay? As, as Suzanne said, put a princess costume on him. <laughs> the drama queen. If you thought this, these guys were effeminate, wait till you hear the guy they brought in to offer the prayer. This guy takes the cake. I, no kidding. I... I I actually said, you guys hear the uh, the advertisement sometimes during Bradley's show that they play for Wisconsin Christian News. And the guy goes, <laughs> you may be one of those people who want to curl up in a fetal position in a safe space in your mama's basement, right? Well, this 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 is what this guy reminds me of, okay? This, 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 the, the Minnesota chaplain there. This guy takes the cake. Seriously, um, I'll try to be quiet through it, but... You can't help but look at them like Elijah looked at the prophets of Baal and make fun of them because it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous that they were so offended at the prayer I pray, that Bradley prayed. I mean, what is to be offended by? What's the big deal? But here's, here's what I want you to pay attention. This is just like Rome. Rome did not mind that you believed in Jesus. That was perfectly fine. Why? Because they were a pantheon of pagans and idolaters and everybody else in there, and Jesus was just one among many other gods for them. The problem was when you said Jesus is the only one, the only God, that he is the only creator. Not Zeus, not Jupiter, not Apollos, not Allah, and I know in Arabic it means God. I, I know that. I do know that. But you know and I know that the guy promoting Allah, what he was, a murdering, thieving, pedophile, that's undisputable. That's what he was. Even the historians for Islam agree. Their apologists do too. That that's what he was. They have no refutation because it's written down. They would have to rip it out of their documents to say something else. Here's, here's the guy they called in to, to pray, to make everybody feel schmoozy and syrupy and sing kubaya together afterwards. This is the guy. Check him out. Oh, yep. They're bringing him on. Prayer by the chaplain. And here he comes. He's this, he's this uh, guy right here. And they're fixing to bring him up. In just a moment. And this is the this is the house chaplain, okay? Will you please bow your heads? In this time of words and activities and many distractions, we thank you for this time to center ourselves. Thank you for this time to be reminded again of the connections we he, he didn't even address anybody with each other in this room. I guess he's praying to the people in the room. Thank you for the relationships that are strong. 
Thank you for the root system that feeds each of these individuals. Thank you for those that help keep them steady, focused. Thank you for the calling you give to each and every one of them. Thank you for the vision we have for this time together in our work. And we know during this time of conversation and negotiation that there are difficulties. And so during this time, we are mindful of our own frailties, the ways in which we do not always measure up. And we thank you for the grace that we know we have from you. We thank you for the love that is your way in this life. I thank you today for the grace that is between individuals here in this house. Thank you for the strength that comes when we put our hands together, when we work in the way in which you've guided us. Who? Who's guided you? We ask for uh, endurance in these hours, endurance that we would uh, keep, keep steady. We thank you for the patience that we have with each other and that you have with us. We thank you for the blessing that each of these are here to our state to this community, to each other. And so now we pause in... He's got it written down, which that's fine. I have no problem with written prayers, but he's acting like he's doing it off. You can see him pulling his hand up to read what he's supposed to pray. And we are thankful for the individuals here. We ask a blessing upon those that feed their support system, those that are away from them now, that as they labor here in this space... Their loved ones suffer and miss them and are laboring as well. <gasps> they miss them. So we ask you to be with them. Oh, my goodness. This time. <sighs> we are grateful for all your blessings. Who? Amen. Who are you grateful to? Members, the chaplain for today is our very own house chaplain, Reverend Grady St. Dennis. Uh, it's not a chaplain. The Pledge of Allegiance to the flag of the United this States guy, of America. This guy is not a chaplain. He is a hireling. He starts his prayer off and doesn't even say who he's praying to. He doesn't say Father. He doesn't say God. Maybe he's praying to himself, his own mind. He's got the musings on his own mind of what he's asking. This guy is the epitome of a false teacher, of a hireling. This is, this is what he is. And mind you, all of this went viral across the nation in major media outlets. Bradley's prayer did. And (laughs) you can see these childish men who were so offended that they not only spoke out against it, okay, but they called for a reset and said, let's have a do-over, guys. Bring in our boy, the guy that makes us feel good, that doesn't confront us about our sin, that doesn't call us to our civic duty under God as ministers of God. Let's get another guy in here who kind of says, hey, can't we all just get along? You know, do we got a, we got a, we got a Rodney King type guy coming in. Can't we all just get along? Mm-hmm. That's what they wanted. So in the article that I did yesterday... 
I did say that I hope uh, Heidelberger, the person who wrote the uh, the article against uh, Sheriff Mack and Bradley over at Dakota Free Press, would repent. Um, they would have the courage to go and report from the event and address the men to their faces with the same rhetoric used in their in the article there. But I'm sure this person is about as cowardly as the last three guys I just played you. Um, and will curl up in their fetal position in a safe space in their mama's basement. They don't have see, this is the thing. They don't have the courage to actually come and do any reporting when it's pretty much right in their own backyard. It probably is a little bit of a drive from Minnesota to South Dakota. But, uh, you know, if this person really believed what they're saying, they'd probably make that drive. And I encourage, go by. They'll talk to you. Engage them. Ask them a question. Then be quiet and let them answer. And if you've got a follow-up question, ask the follow-up question. And then be quiet and let them answer. But in any case... Here's what we at the Sons of Liberty would like to do. We would like to thank you, Dakota Free Press, even though you don't get a lot of traffic. We'd like to thank you for the whoever reads your site and people who write stuff like this. We'd like to thank you for helping get the word out about the event. You got the big flyer there, so thank you for promoting it. You know, I've never believed that all news is bad news or all publicity is bad publicity. I believe all publicity is good publicity. Why? Because it gives you a platform to speak about what you're being accused of so that people can actually go and see for themselves what's being said. So Dakota Free Press, thank you for the free advertising. We appreciate that. And by the way, I think that was one of the geniuses. You know, I've been highly critical of Donald Trump. He knew how to do that. He knew how to pop something in there and get the free press. Didn't have to pay for it. Now, they obviously got a lot of stuff wrong in what they said about what he would do to do that. But nevertheless, you see what I'm saying. And as we say here, let their cruelty swell our ranks. So Bradley and I had a little laugh over this. He said, can you do something on it? I said, sure. Pop this out yesterday. Guys, if you're able to go and to hear Sheriff Mack and uh, Bradley Dean on December the 1st at the Grand Gateway Hotel in Rapid City, South Dakota, set yourself up a time there. Uh, I'll have the link up in the article or the link up in the archive later this morning, and uh, I hope you'll go and attend. It's from 5:30 to 9 p.m. December the first, Grand Gate Gateway Hotel, Rapid City, South Dakota. And um, not really sure. Kate has said she's going to be on with me in the morning, but we'll see how that goes later today, 8 a.m. We'll be back with you one way or the other. Catch Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. See ya.